Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Management Decisions, a show where we bring in high-level executives and consultants from a wide collection of businesses to discuss what goes on at the top of the food chain. And today we are talking about achieving your organization's vision. And Todd Attred is joining us today, and he is an executive coach and consultant. So Todd, thank you for joining us. And before we get started, could you just share your background with us? Yeah, absolutely. I um, uh, Thanks so much for having me, first of all. But my background is all uh, restaurant business. So I actually started in uh, fast food. Uh, mm-hmm. It was actually McDonald's was my first role. And I spent 25 years working uh, through the restaurant business in operations. So I worked uh, not only in management, but also as an executive and uh, owned my own restaurant uh, for a number of years. Uh, and about five years ago, I switched out of operations to moving into uh, leadership development. And uh, I did that internally for a while before moving into my own consulting practice. And now I spend most of my time working with uh, businesses and uh, leaders to help them build out their teams and build their leadership. Well, thank you for sharing your background with us. I think that really helps people understand um, kind of like why you relate to the, what we're talking about today. And speaking of that, today we're talking about what a corporate vision is, or not even a corporate vision, but just the vision of your business. So could you provide us a little bit of a definition of what this vision is, and is it the same for every organization, or does it vary? Yeah, like certainly I think visions are very unique to uh, each Mm -hmm. organization. You know, it becomes sort of the soul of that organization. And what I think, uh, you know, when you have a great vision, it does two things. It keeps people on track about, you know, why we're here every day. Like, why do, why do we keep showing up to work day after day mm-hmm. after day? But then there's a second part to vision, which is that aspirational part about imagine a day when, you know, and it moves us towards something on the horizon. And that part of the vision is equally as important because it suspends not only that day-to-day, but it takes us into the, you know, what gets us excited to get out of bed in the morning because we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Now, is stating your vision on your website or internet portal enough for everyone in your organization to really embody it and understand it, or do you have to take it beyond that and really um, do additional things? Yeah, no, it, it has to be lived, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think the trap that so many people fall into is they get stuck on the aspirational part, which is, hey, let's talk about all the things that we should be, and they become words on the wall, right? And lots of organizations will understand that, right? The words on the wall, and people see them and they walk by them, but they don't actually embody them. The trick to it is, how does that come to life inside the organization? So if the vision speaks about a greater purpose or it talks about, uh, you know, the, one of the famous ones is in Apple, right? Like Steve mm-hmm. Jobs has said, you know, we're here to uh, put a dent in the universe. How does that show up every single day so that every single person who shows up to work understands, yeah, I'm putting a dent in the universe by what I'm doing today. So it really has to come to life. Now, I like the example you gave of Apple because everyone knows who they are. They're an iconic brand. What do you think they did to really get their employ- their early employees even to just embody that vision? Well, I think one of the things that uh, Steve Jobs did was he surrounded himself by people who also wanted to put a dent in the universe. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a key part when you're doing a vision. When you're bringing people in, if they come into an organization with a different personal vision or a different purpose or life purpose than what the organization is, 
the organizations may not resonate with them. But what Steve Jobs did was he found a bunch of people who were passionate about making a difference in the world. And so it was easy, right? They were mm -hmm. already predisposed to doing that. And so that's a part, I think, of recruiting and hiring that often gets overlooked. We hire people for skill, but we don't tie you know, what is their purpose? What is their vision of where they want to go? Is that tied back to the organizations? Now, in speaking of like recruiting and you're talking about that individual's purpose and their vision, is that kind of like hiring for culture in a way? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because as we, as we move forward in the 21st century and as we see leadership change, recruitment firms are starting to change. And in mm -hmm. fact, now you're starting to see recruitment firms who are values-based recruitment firms, right? So they're okay. finding people who have similar values to the organization and they're connecting those people. Skills we can teach later, but people who have the same values and the same purpose, uh, they have a tendency, you know, it's that birds of a feather flock together kind of thing. All right. Now, as an organization, uh, just to switch gears a little bit, you probably know if you have a problem when your vision isn't really being embodied by your employees, whether that's presenting itself and your, your floor level employees or your management level employees. What can you do as an organization to kind of get started to change things and really kind of get things going again where back, you know, in the beginning there was all that passion and now it's just not there anymore? Yeah, uh, so that's a great question because I think actually there's a few different streams that pop out of that. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is uh, just taking stock. Maybe the vision's not your vision anymore. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe as the leaders of the organization, you're not even really passionate about the vision anymore. And that often changes, especially with startups, like organizations that are starting up a new process may have a real passion around one thing, but as the organization grows, they've lost their passion for that and they may have picked up something else. So taking stock and just, and just to see whether or not you're still in passion to that vision is one thing. Mm -hmm. um, if the case is, yeah, absolutely, this, this is where we're heading, then the next thing to take stock of are the people that you have. Have you hired the right people into the roles? Maybe these folks uh, are not aligned to what they're doing, but maybe they are. The third thing is, is how are you bringing that into, uh, how you bring that to life in the organization? Because although it may have been something that you truly believe in, we get caught up, right? So mm -hmm. oftentimes organizations are of two minds. They are the, yes, it would be great if we had this vision, but then in the small print, sometimes it's, yes, it would be great if we had this vision as long as it's profitable. So there's that courage of actually living the vision and saying, okay, well, we're going to make some real tough business decisions that are fully in line with uh, our vision and, and what we believe in, but may not reap financial rewards immediately, but they mm -hmm. will down the road. And when employees see that leap of faith and that, that act of courage, then they really understand, oh, I get it. You, you actually believe in this stuff. If you're willing to make some sacrifices for this, that kind of stuff, I think, really pulls it together. And I actually read an article that you wrote, and it was titled, What Message is in Your Employees' Bones? And in this article, you kind of stated three things that a leader can do to bring their vision to life. So I just wanted to kind of discuss those. Um, and the first thing you mentioned was to be clear. So what do you mean by this, and how can that be achieved? Yeah, I think um, be bold about what it is. It has to mm -hmm. clearly state, this is, this is where we're going, this is what we believe in. If it's not stated in no uncertain terms, then you're leaving yourself up and open for misinterpretation. So people have to be very clear about this is our vision. This is what we believe in. This is our values. You know, this is the line in the sand so that, that the employees 
fully understand, I get it, this is where we're heading. So that clarity is is super important. Mm -hmm. The second one on that, I think, is consistency. Yes. And the same thing happens with consistency. So if, if that's your message, if that's the line in the sand, but be consistent. Everything has to ladder up to that. Uh, you have to be saying that over and over again. You know, straight from the mountaintops. But people have to understand that over and over and over again. That's exactly what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And the third thing on there was to be courageous. And does this come back to kind of what you were talking about earlier about you know maybe recognizing that at the end of the day your vision it might not be you know what you need to do to make it happen might not generate profit at first, but it will eventually. Is that kind of where you're going with being courageous? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a great example of that, Howard Schultz at uh, Starbucks mm-hmm. uh, has done that countless times in, in the, uh, you know, the articles that keep popping up around him. He's very clear about this is what we believe in at Starbucks. And he'll say this to shareholders, right? This is what we believe in at Starbucks. And if you don't believe in it, then sell your shares. That's a very courageous, bold move, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because he is alienating a group of individuals or risking that he's going to alienate a group of individuals, but it's in honor of what he believes in. And I think that's the part that leaders have a tendency to have to face, but it's, it really is a, a stare down, bold kind of move where it's like, okay, when the rubber hits the road, what courageous act are you willing to make in honor of that clear message and that consistent value. You've given really good examples. You've given Apple, you've given Starbucks, but those are really big organizations. So if you're a smaller organization, you know, maybe like a startup, um, you don't have all the funds and all the um, opportunities that those large organizations have, can you be as courageous as um, Howard Schultz was at Starbucks or should you be a little bit more measured in how courageous you get depending on the size of your organization? So I think arguably you could probably be more courageous. Okay. Uh, the smaller you, right? Because uh, the smaller you are, there can be an argument that you may have less at stake. But it's also uh, super important. One of the things that when you are courageous in those points, right? When you are courageous towards your vision, you are not only stating this is who we are and this is what we believe in, but you're also saying this is who we're not and this is what we don't believe in. So it's really important to be able to make those those steps. And, you know, I've, I've owned my own business. Uh, like I owned a restaurant for a number of years back then. And of course, mm-hmm. I'm a consultant now is my own business. But I remember opening my restaurant and making some really tough decisions around, you know, what's going to go on the menu, what the place is going to look like, the type of people that I hire, and knowing that I'm going to alienate a certain part of the market. Mm-hmm. But it puts a line in the sand. This is this is who we are. This is who we're not. So it's it's important to be able to do those things, and it's tough. Like having been there, it's tough, especially when you think like I need money, and right. I don't want to alienate anybody. I need money. The irony, of course, is the more narrow you you define your brand, the more the more narrowly you or the more specifically and clear you can define your vision, your audience relates better to it. And the people that you bring in to work with you relate better to it. The more they understand it, the better they're going to show up. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have any strategies or advice or tips for leaders when they're going through this, when they're, you know, being clear, consistent, and really just sticking with their vision? Yeah, um, it's probably more advice than than tips. But Mm -hmm. certainly when you're faced with those acts of courage Mm -hmm. and you're not sure which way to go, I think the questions you have to ask yourself is, you know, what's at risk if I go ahead with this decision? But what's at risk if I don't? Okay. And it's that what's at risk if I don't 
that becomes super important. Like, what am I going to lose out? Are my people going to look at me and say, I'm not really bought into my own ideas? Are my people going to look at me and go, I'm not really committed to this idea or this concept? So uh, ask yourself those questions because in a long-term decision, knowing that the leader is committed to uh, the vision, committed to the product, that's what builds the buy-in with the, the people that are inside the organization. Mm-hmm. So it's put proof in the pudding, I guess, right? Putting your foot forward and saying, I- I'm in, so now I want everyone else to come with me. Now, we are up against the clock today, so I just wanted to give you the last 30 seconds or so to share any final thoughts on this topic of you know vision and kind of making sure that you're in the embodiment of your vision and really just making it happen. Yeah, I think you know from a general point of view, it's something that, very few organizations put a lot of time, energy, and commitment to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of time working with organizations who uh, may have words on the wall, uh, they don't mean anything, or the flip side of that is they've never even gotten as far as words on a wall okay. because they started with the product and figuring out how to get the product to market or the talk, you know, serve the service and, and work towards getting the service to market. But you know, Simon Sinek uh, has a wonderful, you know, his start with why. That's, that's really what vision's all about. Why are you even here? Because if you don't know why you're in business, then certainly the people who are buying your product or your service, it's not going to resonate with them. So it's, a, it's an important step that oftentimes gets overlooked. And with that, that will wrap up today's show. So thank you, Todd, for joining us and sharing your expert advice. We do appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send me an email at aljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or send me a tweet at the LJN. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.